Greetings, this is Ababoda, and today is December 12th, 2021, and the title of today's podcast is You Can Be More Than You Are Because You Are. Now, let me just read to you what I wrote earlier in the, the day that's relevant to this, starting now. There is a higher untapped potential, both within us and above us. There is a trap in the statement that you can't be more than who you already are because people can misunderstand the deeper meaning and think they can't be anything more than what they identify with right now. Many people have a limited understanding of who they are and it is by reinforcing this limiting belief that their spiritual progress is hindered. So what does that mean? I noticed that there's a lot of people who call themselves spiritual and say, oh, we are one. I am one with you. I am one with the universe. And this is quite an admirable concept to actually believe that. And that's awesome. But then you have to ask yourself is, What is the universe that you feel so one with? Do you regard love and truth as the same? And many of them do. They just think it's all about love. The truth is love and love is truth. And as we've discussed in other podcasts, this is actually a limitation to believe that love is truth because they are two distinct and separate concepts. Each are experienceable very distinctly. It's like saying that sour is sweet and spicy is bitter. No, they're different flavors and it's very important to distinguish because truth is experienced through the mind and love is experienced through the heart. So that's one example. So let's continue on. Continues. Independent will is very important. Spirituality is not about making others conform into a collective, but rather encouraging their individuality to blossom. And I know that there's a lot of parents that are guilty of this too, because they think they know what's best for their child. And so they try to enforce and limit what they can experience or what they can expose themselves to or what they do. And sometimes it's best just to love them and give them the freedom to go out there and to learn on their own and to make their mistakes. Because the mistakes that we learn ourselves, we can only blame ourselves for. But the mistakes that (laughs) we live that are... (laughs) that were caused by someone else, then we can blame the the other somebody else for that problem. And and that's something that you don't want as a parent, by the way, you don't want your child to blame you for something that you did because you make mistakes because we all can make mistakes pretty much right until we're enlightened at least. But more importantly than that is when we have others conform to a certain ideology, we're actually not fostering diversity. But let's go ahead and continue with this. It says, Religion is governed often by dogma, rules, and restrictions. A philosophy, meanwhile, is just a perspective. It is a way of seeing the world. There are no rules except to remove the limitations in your belief instead of imposing the restrictions of new beliefs. In conclusion, whereas religion tends to be restricting An empowered philosophy that prioritizes individualism is the opposite of restricting or conforming, but instead leads to complete liberation. And then it goes on to say, 
Sometimes the deeper potential within us is buried so deep that it can take many years to excavate it. This is why it is important to have a goal to aspire towards, a goal that resonates with you. Not everyone feels called to be such a catalyst and instead wants to pursue a solitary existence or even a hedonistic one. Until you're able to strengthen your inner resilience and achieve equanimity of mind, then outside influences will definitely have significant sway in the course of your life events. That is why the first step, in my opinion, is to develop that steadfastness within you, your inner core that maintains your individuality. Instead of being weak-minded or no-minded and dissolving your individuality into the collective, rebel against it and make a stand for individual truth, not groupthink. So that's all of what I've written today, and I'm going to now just speak off the cuff candidly. I know when I was out today, and this is often what happens when I'm out, you know, when you are coming from a perspective of being always attuned to this higher truth and bliss, you can notice and observe what is wrong with people. And I say that in the kindest way possible because I don't come from a place of judgment. I just come from a place of, hey, you know, I can see that there is something that they could improve about themselves. If they just looked at things from a slightly different perspective, they could be so much more empowered as individuals. And what I've observed these days is just that people tend to come at things from a very limited perspective. I know in this modern age, people are often absorbed in their phones and I can be guilty of that also but because I like to use my phone to post to reddit which by the way if you haven't checked it out visit uh, reddit and the sub is the underscore ultimate and you can find some other inspirations and insights and if you want to contact me directly you can and I do my best to answer everyone personally but the point is is that when people are using their phones, see the phones have become this invention that before people were able to have kind of some rest and some refuge where they could be alone. But now everybody can be disturbed no matter what activity that you're involved with. And if there, there could be somebody in your social circle that suddenly has a problem and wants to communicate with you and in so doing they're involving you in their problem which then kind of expands the problem and can they can dump on you some negativity or some toxicity and the same is true with your employment i know in some cultures you know the boss can contact you anytime they want whether you're at home or not maybe in the united states and some western countries that's a big no-no but i know in asia uh, bosses feel empowered empowered to be able to disturb the employees at any time of day, whether or not they're home. And so what has the phone become? It's become kind of a tool of oppression in some ironic way, because on the one hand, yes, you can find some entertainment through your phone. 
no matter where you are, you can use it as a tool to write. You can use it as a tool to check up on the news, to consume entertaining content, whether it be watching a movie or TV show or playing a, a computer game. You have all of these avenues available to you whenever you want. But and this, at the same time, you have ways of communicating with others and having letting others being able to affect you at any time possible. Speaking of which, by the way, I recommend that everybody who has a cell phone, a good healthy thing to do is to put your phone into flight mode before you sleep at night. That will help prevent some of the you know, 5G and radio waves from disturbing your sleep. And so that could be helpful for you. So I'm not advocating people get rid of their phones. I, I have a phone. I use my phone every day. I, in China, for example, you need to use your phone to pay for everything. You don't need to bring or hold cash. You just, everything is all, everything is all paperless, cashless society. But yes, I look around and I see anxiety on people's faces and I see the burden that they carry with them every day. And you're, you're probably one of those people and that's fine. But at the same time, what you should know is that you don't have to carry that burden with you. And you can say, oh, well, Atma, that's easy for you to say. This is, <laughs> okay, sorry, I don't want to laugh. But the, the point is, is that a lot of what people worry about, it's just all a big illusion. It's not as serious as you make it out to be. It depends on your worry, of course, but what is the worst that could happen? Let's say, for example, you lost your job and let's say you became homeless. Well, did you know that you could survive on just water for 40 days? It's not a death sentence. And in the con, <laughs> why do I laugh? I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused at my laughter here. But, but the point is this, is that you are amazing. You have, people forget how amazing they are. They get so distracted and they let their mind be distracted with these mundane problems. But actually you have so much power and potential within you. And it's important to never, never, never lose sight of that. Okay, so with regards to the topic here, which is you can be more than um, who you are because of who you are. What does that mean? That means that until you can taste the unlimitedness that exists within the deepest regions of your heart, and then the highest heights of ultimate truth, until you can experience that, any conception that you may have about yourself is going to naturally be limited. It's going to be a smaller version of you than who you really are. So that would be the you with a small Y, whereas there's a bigger you with a capital Y that is within you. And it can take many years to excavate that bigger you from inside of you, but you can accelerate that process by believing in yourself, by believing that there is this unlimited potential inside of you that you can tap into. And no matter how dark things may seem with whatever crisis there is, whether it be COVID or what have you, no matter what happens, you get to still be you. You are 
a constant in your reality. And the only mistake that happens is when we forget that, when we identify with the limited part of ourselves instead of the unlimited part of ourselves. But you know, it's going to be difficult for a lot of people to realize this. If you see yourself as a fireman or a policeman, you are going to go to sleep at night thinking, oh, I'm a fireman, I'm a policeman. And you're not going to necessarily think, oh, but I'm also unlimited. No, people tend to become rigid when they get older and they place these restrictions upon themselves as to who they have decided to identify as. Whereas a child, on the other hand, is quite more flexible, right? And you can say, well, it's because they're immature. Yes, well, that is true. They haven't yet maybe been hurt as much or have developed egos because they're still developing and growing and they have, you know, that exuberance and innocence about them. But at the same time, they have this optimism, this sense that they can do anything, that the, they have the, their whole life ahead of them. And there could be so many possibilities of what you can do. But you don't have to be a child to have that attitude. You can be 20, you can be 30, you can be 40, you can be 50, you can be 70. It doesn't matter. That's the beauty about having a philosophy like that is that you can curtail the limitations of your belief, nip it in the bud. And even if you have established habits and negative belief patterns, it's possible to break out of, of that and to be something more. Because when you say to yourself, oh, I'm just a firefighter or I'm just a teacher or I'm just a police officer or I'm just an accountant or a lawyer, guess what? You get to be right. But do you know what? You're not, when you, when you get old, is you're not going to be an attorney anymore. You're not going to be a gardener anymore. It's like when you die, guess what? That identity of who you were isn't going to come with you. So why not prepare for the immortal you instead of focusing so much on the limited you, the part of you that is only going to last the limited amount of time that you have on this planet? Wouldn't it be great if you could achieve immortality and live forever? where you have a consciousness that's so mature and developed that you can carry it from body to body. What I'm talking about is achieving real immortality. And I'm not talking about immortality whereby, yes, you get to live forever, but you, can, you still have bad, new, uh, bad moods. I'm not talking about living forever when you have no resilience and people can manipulate you and treat you like a puppet. I'm not talking about living forever like that. No. In fact, why would you want to live forever if you're so weak? And that's why it's so important to be resilient. And that's why nature has been so kind as to let us grow old and die when we are weak. But do you know what? Once you are able to get to a stronger place, you can live much longer and you can carry that consciousness beyond your grave. 
the beauty about these attainments that you are able to achieve on your spiritual path is however high and close you can get to the truth when you are able to experience that cosmic bliss and that unconditional love and you can maintain that what i'm trying to say is that whatever attainments you're able to reach in consciousness no matter if you die and you get reborn again in another life and another body you can easily regain your former level of attainments and there's an irony in that because people are talking about cryogenics and being able to freeze your body and be able to wake up at some point many years in the future when technology has progressed to a level whereby they can resuscitate you without any of your organs being damaged but you know what what's the fun in that i mean if you're just going to be the old you that the you that is constantly able to you know that gets has her ups and downs and gets angry and gets upset and has flaws and has weaknesses why have a weakness the weak you live forever it's just counterproductive when you can be much much more than that nature has already endowed us with a potential whereby once we fully awaken that potential and attain complete resilience with an impenetrable mind and that's always immersed in this higher ultimate truth well there's other benefits with that okay it's not just about bliss and unconditional love no there's power in that it's knowledge that you gain it's becoming a full manifestation of the greatest potential inside of you the personality that you were destined to be not the limited shadow of of who you are deep inside your heart but the full potential and once you're able to unlock that full potential guess what the transformation the phoenix that rebirth that comes out it's so much more than you could even imagine it's it's having a brand new life but not only a brand new life but it's having a brand new immortal life a deathless life you feel invincible you feel unstoppable you feel like you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to and more than that you feel like even death isn't a limitation but a new beginning that even death can't stop you and you have no fear of death because you know that the part of you that matters is immortal that's the powerful part of you is deathless it doesn't need to be afraid of death that love that unconditional love that unlimitlessness it's endless and what does endless mean that means it's deathless even death cannot stop it maybe you could be interrupted for some years but always you're able to return to that glory that's within you and it's just so beautiful and we are going to have uh, such a wonderful time uh, people are going to be surprised at how amazing what's going to happen in our lifetimes but we're going to wind this up this is atma boda signing off and until tomorrow have a great 
day.